HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Worldwide Soba. Are you interested in making your own Japanese noodles or buying premium handmade soba, udon, or ramen noodles? Learn more at worldwide-soba.com. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. We are a member-supported, nonprofit food radio station. That means that every single thing we do, from broadcasting 35 weekly shows for free to bringing you exclusive content from sold-out food events across the country to offering scholarships to high school students, is only possible thanks to the support of our loyal members. And we want you to join the club. Become a member during our 2017 Summer Drive to get access to sweet swag and pledge your support to the world's only food radio station. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member now. Welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcast live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Jimmy Matsuma, who is the managing partner at EAK Ramen, New York, which opened in Greenwich Village in May. Ramen is becoming a part of American culture, but there are many variations of ramen uh, that are still unknown in this country. One of them is Yeke Ramen, and EAK Ramen is introducing the unique concept of Yeke Ramen here in New York. So today we'll talk about uh, what makes Yeke Ramen so unique. But quickly before we start, Japanese is available on Heritage Radio Network website as well as on iTunes and iTunes and Stitcher as podcasts. Please go to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to Japanese and also write a review. We would appreciate your feedback. Also, if you have ideas about topics of the show or show guests, please let us know. And you can email us at japanese at heritageradionetwork.org or kikokatema.com. And finally, I'm pleased to let you know that Sumo Stew is back in July 18. 
playing soccer, they're playing <laughs> AYSO, and I'm like, I want to join. They're like, no, you got to go to school. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, so basically, they, I think uh, the parents uh, who send kids to that school yeah. want them to be ready for Japanese exams when they go back. So I heard it's really, really intense. Yes, it's very intense. <laughs> right, and you survived. <laughs> I did survive. And they, on top of that, they made me go to Kumon,、mm. uh, which was Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then they made me take violin. And Yamaha, and I was like just busy every single day. And that's just, that's just how my parents were. Right.、Uh-huh. Well, that worked out. It did. Right. I have no musical skills, but it did work out. <laughs> right. Okay. And、uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. The design company, I heard、uh, the EAK's cute design and mm-hmm. decor mm-hmm. By, directed by you. Yes.、Um, that was one thing that、uh, I believe the Japanese companies transferring, trying to open business over here. Uh, they don't understand the concept of that, like where they feel that if the food is good,、mm-hmm. people will come. Right. But,、um, you know, which is true.、Uh, but also at the same time, you got to be able to market it.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, what's the difference between our style and their style? But also at the same time, it's got to visually、mm-hmm. appeal to them. Right. Yeah. So that was the whole concept of the ramen bowls, the logo,、mm-hmm. even the name. Um, had to change everything for the US market. Because I think、uh, in Japan, it's almost you should not promote. It's kind of like mm-hmm. flattering. Mm-hmm. And you have to make the best product, and then people come. Like Sony、mm-hmm. made the products, and people come. So Mr. Morita said that. That's true.、Right? That's very true. <laughs> right. But here, first three months before、mm-hmm. everything's reviewed,、mm-hmm. that's everything. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay, so,、uh, so how did you get involved in EAK ramen business?、Um, so, I met、uh, Mr. Tagawa and Mr. Sasajima, which both are Mr. Tagawa is the president of、uh, Gift in Japan,、mm. and Mr. Sasajima is the vice president in Japan.、Mm. And I met them through a mutual friend of mine, which, funny story, is he owns, well, he's actually president of a Restaurant group in Japan that owns about, I don't know, maybe four or five hundred stores.、Mm. And they have like、uh, izakaya, they also have karaoke boxes, they have yakitoriya, sushi. And so they have this whole group of friends that's all presidents of like restaurant chains.、Mm. And Mr. Tagawa and Sasajima are obviously one of those. And my friend, our mutual friend, brought him over to the United States a couple years back and said, hey, this is my friend Jimmy. I used to sponsor him actually with、uh, my apparel brand,、mm. the, the president of that chain group.、Right. And、uh, he's like, Yeah, I still keep in touch with this guy. And if you have anything you want to do in the United States, talk to this guy, he'll take care of you. <laughs> and that was three years ago. <laughs> well, that's a big shift from、uh, fashion to completely different food service business. Exactly. But it was, I saw an opportunity where I can express. What my views are and my images are、uh, through food and、mm. also the presentation of food. So I thought it was kind of similar、um, because I did it through fashion and what people wore and how you know, you'd run an advertisement. But also at the same time, over here, it was something that I took really interest in because Mr. Tagawa and Mr. Sasajima were both very p- passionate about their food. And th- when they told me about EAK, because I didn't know about EAK until then,、mm. um, because I wasn't too much,、uh, I wasn't a big fan of. Ramen because I just didn't eat it too much.、Mm. Uh, I grew up on burgers and potatoes. You know, so,、uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and then、uh, they were so passionate about it that it got me interested.、Mm. And that's where it just kind of took off from there. Right. And you had this skill that they didn't have, or the kind of media exposure to、mm-hmm. 
to create a package to be to make it saleable. Exactly, because uh, it's something that you kind of grew up with, and you got to know the culture in order to adapt to the culture. You know? mm. uh, well, actually, you got to know both cultures. So I knew about the U.S. culture, and my parents obviously taught me well about my Japanese culture, mm. also through manga. Right. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe my perception of the Japanese culture might be a little slightly, you know, different, but um, but I, I think I knew enough. Mm. Yeah. I think you're very precious um, talent because, mm. you know, yeah. who can be in the middle like exactly mm. like you, right, with the business skills, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so what is your responsibility at EAK Ramen? So, like my title says, it's managing partner. It's basically um, I create the direction. I actually adjust the the flavor as well uh, mm-hmm. because I know what the original EAK is supposed to taste like. But also at the same time, I know what the U.S. palate is. Mm. Um, but also, at, um, I'm in charge of hiring, uh, location, um, uh, marketing, obviously, mm. and uh, and just managing the overall direction of the U.S. Uh, mm. EAK ramen. Right, and everything you mentioned requires local knowledge exactly. and experience. Exactly. Right. So they got so lucky to have you, and uh, so yeah, this uh, I heard it's the L.A. Uh, shop was the first, which opened in November last year. Yes, that's correct. Mm. So you started working on the um, project. Yeah, actually, okay. June last year in April is when I actually officially started uh, moving around, looking for locations, and our Melrose location in Hollywood um, mm. was something that just popped up, and we took we took over the location, and that was just a quick turnaround. We got the keys September first. We opened the doors November 15th. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was just quick, quick. You know, we had to do everything. Um, it was it was stressful, but mm. it was, it was <laughs> very interesting. Mm. Oh, it must be really stressful, too, to find a location here and mm-hmm. open. Right. New York has been very tough. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through so much uh, within this last two, three months that it's it's nothing compared to L.A. Really? Yeah. So what's the difference? I'm curious. Um, there's a lot of laws and regulations that are very different which obviously um i did uh my basic education i mean i'm sorry uh you know i was prepared for it but i didn't think that they would come down that hard (laughs) (laughs) right yeah Yeah. like you have to just wait be patient exactly and nothing can be coordinated Mm -hmm. Mm. exactly Uh, but one thing great about new york is that uh the people um it's i think i believe a lot of the quality of the people that want to work mm. is higher than Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's it might be because of the, the climate. Uh, you know, they're more laid back in LA. Mm. So they're like, yeah, whatever, it's cool. You know, but obviously there's going to be great workers over there. Mm. But New York, I feel that there's, a, a, you know, there's more people. There's, there's, uh, I guess the quality of the people are higher. Mm. And the sheer number of uh, competitors for mm. any job position maybe mm-hmm. right okay and uh so what is uh, the concept of eak ramen okay so eak ramen obviously you started off by explaining what eak earlier was which was great um eak in japanese means obviously the direct translation means house style ramen mm-hmm. um the kanji for ie is house k is style mm-hmm. and it's ramen uh, basically the difference between that is between all the other ramens and what EAK is is that ours is a mixture between the Kyushu tonkotsu which mm-hmm. is all pork bones uh, and the Tokyo shoyu which is chicken 
mm-hmm. chicken bones. And so we take the broth from there. And so that's the style that ramen, I'm, I, I'll go into that in detail a little later, but basically the concept of it is that I don't think the U.S. Uh, English speaking people would be able to pronounce EAK, which is I E K E I. And so I just took basically, I was playing around with the names for the United States, and they're like, How do you pronounce that? And I'm like, It's EAK. And they're like, Like, what? How, like, how? You know, I'm like, And I just said, It's E A K. And they're like, that's much easier. And I'm like, okay, that's, let's run with that. And right. then it's just E.A.K. So such a genius because you, you never forget E.A.K. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Cute name too. Thank you. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, the, I heard that the E.A.K. ramen became a huge boom in Japan. Mm-hmm. So do you know the history of it? You know, um, I've only studied about it uh, just recently, but it's, you know, it started about 40 plus years ago, um, basically uh, from, uh, a mix between people wanting a, a heartier ramen mm. and um basically it's it's a mixture between i was like i was explaining earlier is that kyushu tonkotsu mm. the tokyo shoyu and the whole part of making a heartier was to make the make it a little saltier as mm. well as picking that uh all the flavors up by using a thicker noodle Um, using a thick broth and a creamy broth, um, if you use, if you, obviously you probably had tonkotsu ramen before, the thin noodles, they don't pick up the broth as much compared to using a thicker noodle. So mm. every time you eat, you get the texture of the noodle, plus you get a bunch of the broth in your mouth. Mm. And you can basically explode, every, all the flavors explode in your mouth, and you, it's, you get a lot more of that flavor. Mm. So it's umami. The saltiness, the sweetness,、um, and the savoriness all coming in at once. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow, that really makes sense. So,、mm. yeah, it's almost like a pizza topping, the favorite thing you can combine into one thing. Exactly.、Right. exactly. Yeah, then I actually I looked up my, my own you know, research, says、mm-hmm. uh, there's one guy,、uh, Minoru Yoshida.、Mm-hmm. He was a truck driver,、mm-hmm. and、uh, he thought it would be delicious if you could mix. You know, Kyushu style and Tokyo style ramen. And he worked at the ramen shop at the truck terminal、mm-hmm. for six months and opened、uh, his name, Yoshidaya,、mm-hmm. in Yokohama. Now, Yoshidaya the ya means、uh, Japanese ye.、Mm-hmm. So, those, everybody who started opening、uh, this kind of ramen shop after him had a ya.、Exactly. So, that's a ye. Yeah, that's the origins of where the house came. Right. It's, it's picking up his style, you know. Right.、Yes. Yeah, and、uh, I think、uh, one of them who followed、uh, the Yoshizaya opened、uh, one in 1994. This Rokukia opened a shop in a famous ramen museum, museum in Yokohama. And then the boom started. That's what I heard. That's, then, that's very correct. That's,、uh, I, I didn't get into that. Right. <laughs> but that's,、yeah. that's definitely、I'm、correct.、Sure、you, like, you can write a book about yeah, Yeke. Right, right now, I, yeah, I know enough about Yeke that I can go on and on and on and on. But、right. then it just goes into, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be just blabbering all the time. So、yeah. I'd rather stick with it. <laughs> but it's interesting. But I, I didn't know Yeke ramen specifically what it is.、Mm-hmm. And,、uh, you know, some of my friends in Tokyo. They didn't know either because、mm-hmm. it's such a specific、uh, area. And、exactly. ramen became more kind of a maniac、mm-hmm. and a different kind of branches,、mm-hmm. to, you know. And、uh, so、we can easily find blogs who'd、mm-hmm. be eating ramen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've seen those. They, I mean, a lot of people, they, they'll eat 400 ramen bowls a year, you know, <laughs> five, maybe 500 because they have it for lunch and dinner. And all they do is go to different locations, 
taste it, mm. write about it on their blog, and it's actually good for me too because it's it, it teaches me without even going there, mm. and I can trust what they write as long as I know what they think about ours. Then I can <laughs> I right. can I can adjust to oh, okay, that's what he means, you know. Yeah, and like yeah. you can stay slim and feel like you look. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, the so. That was an interesting um, concept with Yeke Ramen. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the unique broth, you know, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can tell me, um, tell us about, you know, the basic uh, components of Tokyo style and mm-hmm. uh, Fukuoka style. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, Fukuoka style, you know, you it's obviously, it started off with the pork bones and they used the thinner noodles because it was, they had a lot more kiosks, you know, mm. um, so that they wanted to cook it right away. So the noodles, ah. using thinner noodles would cook up right away. Boil, you know, mm. you boil it, it's, it's probably ready in about 40, 50 seconds. Huh. Uh, our noodles obviously take a lot longer because mm. they're a lot thicker. But um, so the Kyushu, they started off with the pork bones, the pork back fat. Um, and obviously the way you uh, boil and the temperature and the climate and everything changes the whole broth. Mm. So you get pork bones, uh, you got to use them, you, know, you got to boil them in high temperatures. Or else you're going to start getting a little funky smell to it.、Um, mm. uh, the Tokyo style, you know, you got chicken bones, so it's, it's a, little, a little more delicate. You, gotta, you can't boil it too high.、Mm. It's kind of, you're like simmering it and simmering it and simmering it.、Right. So, what we do is we kind of combine both of those.、Mm. And our process takes about 18 hours to finish. Wow. So, yeah, there's steps that we take to make sure that I'm not a big fan of the tonkotsu where. It has that gamey smell to it.、Mm. You know,、um, like, like the bones and the collagen. Yeah. Everything much deeper. Exactly. Like, I like the flavor of tonkotsu.、Mm. But、uh, when you actually go into the kitchen where they're boiling pork、yeah. bones, <laughs> you know, you get that,、mm, you know. So some people really like that. I'm not a big fan of it. And、mm. I think a lot of the US people are, you know, they're not used to it, accustomed to that smell.、Right. So I didn't want our ramen shop to smell like, you know, pork bones or like. Uh, that gamey,、mm. funky smell.、Right. So,、um, you know, we made sure that there's steps that you can take when you are making your broth that actually gets rid of that smell.、Mm. And I made sure our chefs stuck to that and made sure that it, it's the cleanest, cleanest smelling and tasting、mm. broth that we can get. That's a very、um, good American mindset,、mm-hmm. right? Not to smell.、Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, you know, even ramen, you know, right now, They're talking about slurping.、Mm. They're finally getting accustomed to it,、mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, our first nature is to say that、mm, you have bad manners or, you know, <laughs> oh, what is that? You know, what's that sound? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, you know, people don't say it, but, you know, the slurping, you get more air and、mm-hmm. more flavor.、Mm-hmm. And I think you can avoid burning your tongue. Exactly. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It, it's just we need to get used to it.、Mm. You know, same with the, I believe the same with the funky smell as well. I believe if you get more into what ramen really is,、mm. I'm pretty sure a lot of the US people, are, American people, are going to like that smell eventually.、Mm. But I think it's a little too early for, to go into that from the get go.、Right. You know, Interesting. So,、mm. And recently I, I read a book about wine tasting,、mm-hmm. and the people tend to forget about retronasal、mm-hmm. smell. So、mm-hmm. once you, something goes into your mouth, people think that's the end. But then the smell goes back to your nose, coming back. Mm-hmm. In your mouth、mm-hmm. is a really big experience. By slurping,、mm-hmm. you can maximize that. That's very true. That's very true.、Um, because when you get that umami and you get the broth, you get the noodles, and you slurp it, the, the, you know, that slurping vaporizes 
the umami, you know, uh, ingredients or you know particles, and that's what gives it that aroma in your mouth, that you know extra savoriness、mm. that you taste. Right, and stays in、uh, your flavor.、Mm-hmm. You know the whole organs. Yes,、longer. exactly, exactly.、Mm. So, listeners, you should slurp. I need the ramen. <laughs> Definitely slurp.、Mm. Okay, so、uh, so how do you you know describe the taste and flavor profile? Like you know you briefly mentioned, but you know the tonkotsu, which is、um, silkier、mm-hmm. and a more fuller kind of food mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. and、uh, you know Tokyo style. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the chicken. So if you mix them and、mm-hmm. with the soy flavor, what、mm-hmm. what happens? So、um, the original yake in Japan is so it's it's thick, it's creamy,、mm. and then you get this sharp burst of saltiness,、mm. and then if it flows off into umami. But、uh, what we did over here is we made it、uh, creamy, and then you get a hint of saltiness, and then it sweetens out、mm. at the very end because、uh. saltiness over here is. Kind of frowned upon sometimes, you know. You, have, you eat French fries; it's salty, it's great.、Mm. But you, you, you're drinking soup and it's salty. They really just say it's salty or、mm. it's oily, and、right. that's something that I wanted to avoid. So, in order to do that, we kind of cut down on the saltiness in the broth as well as the tare,、mm. and kind of emphasize the sweeter、uh, aftertaste.、Mm. So sweet and naturally from.、Uh, oh yes, we're not adding sugar or anything. It's just straight、mm. natural from the bones. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Huh. So the both chicken and、uh, pork bones、mm-hmm. have sweetness. Interesting. And maybe umami enhances sweetness,、mm-hmm. and sweetness enhances umami. Exactly. Kind of exactly. Hands in hand.、Mm. Okay. And、uh, you mentioned tare. So basically, tare. You know, for listeners who are not familiar with ramen, ramen consists of like four components: like、uh, noodle, broth,、mm-hmm. and、uh, tare、mm-hmm. and toppings,、yes. right? So tare. So we should define tare. How do you define it? Okay. So.、Um, So the broth basically is from taken from the bones.、Uh, the tare is where the biggest difference comes in、uh, because it's basically the black box secret recipe of every single ramen shop.、Mm. The way you make that tare is always kept pretty secret, very secret actually, <laughs> because we can use the same broth.、Uh, say you and I, you know, we start off with the same broth.、Mm. Somebody else made it for us, and we use it. But if you and I try to make the same tare, it's gonna taste completely different.、Mm. And basically, the tare is the characteristic that gives it all the flavor, all the the whole ramen bowl the flavor.、Mm. So you place it before we serve. You put it on the bottom in the in the bowl, right? Yes. And then,、um, so that's kind of like a sauce. Yes. Yes. Right, and、uh, could be the soy-based tare、mm-hmm. of the yake,、mm-hmm. but. You don't. You can't tell us.、Um, <laughs> I, I, well, I can tell you what the tare is, but、mm-hmm. I can't tell you how to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's something that's that's our trade secret. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but basically, it's soy based, and then add some spices, herbs, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, our original one. It's called the the eak. That's、mm-hmm. the shoyu,、uh, the soy sauce based tare.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a shio based tare, which is a salt based tare,、mm-hmm. uh, which is called the zebra at the sh- at the shop. Just because、um, we call it the zebra, just because the soup itself, the broth, is very、uh, white.、Uh-huh. It looks white、uh, or like natural colored. And we put garlic oil on top, so it's black. So it's white and black, and、uh, you know, it's like this looks like a zebra.、This、cool is, name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. And you mentioned earlier about、uh, thicker noodles. Yes. And uh, both uh, Fukuoka, what people say, Hakata ramen, have thin noodles.、Yes. Mm-hmm. So 
is it it's a uniquely developed for yeke ramen? Uh, yes, exactly. Um, our our noodles are formulated by ourselves. Um, we have a our own formula in Japan mm-hmm. that we brought over here. Obviously, we can't we can't make our own noodles yet, just because uh, we don't have the manpower as well as it's not cost efficient yet. Mm. But we. Uh, Collaborated with uh, San Noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm good friends with Kenshiro. He's yeah, he came on the show. Too. Oh no way, seriously? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, he's uh, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, basically we were, you know, when we tried the ramen lab last year, mm. uh, we had such a great turnout that we really wanted to continue pursuing in the United States, and that's where obviously from there we just kind of started with Melrose and mm. Manhattan. But um, basically, uh, going back to our noodles. So some noodles uh, raised their hand and they said that they can make our noodles for us. And mm. we gave them our formula, mm-hmm. obviously uh, signing an NDA uh, because it, he can't show it, share it with mm. anybody else. But they're doing a great job of recreating what we have in Japan. Mm. So it's that thicker texture. It's uh, chewy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that allows the sauce of the broth and sauce taste maybe longer because you have to chew longer exactly right. exactly but we actually make it shorter as well mm. because a long you know thick noodle and you're trying to slurp it oh that's flash on your yeah. face <laughs> some burns yeah I think I'm going to have to get bibs for everybody right yeah. <laughs> right okay and uh, so uh, what kind of toppings are used for EAK ramen classically uh, the classic EAK mm-hmm. is basically nori uh, seaweed uh, then Spinach, mm, but it's always a square nori, right? Yes, exactly. Why is that? Um, it's in Japan that EAK started the whole nori topping. Mm. Um, I actually don't know the actual backstory of the nori. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might know more. No, than I, I, do. I tried to find. I couldn't find it. <laughs> exactly. So. I was just told that that's EAK started with the nori. So mm. um, maybe somebody else can educate me. That that'd be great. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but it makes sense, right? Because. Um, it's nori and it's finely cut. It mm-hmm. can be more, you know, texture-wise, it's hard to control because mm-hmm. it goes all over the place. That's mm-hmm. my imagination. Exactly. And then you can just have a crispy nori, you can like, have a bite, mm-hmm. and then it's like azumami. So mm-hmm. that's my imagination. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the original style of eating in Japan is the, you get nori on top, mm-hmm. you get the spinach, mm-hmm. you get the chashu. And in Japan, sometimes they, we use ajitama, but in Japan, they sometimes use quail eggs, mm-hmm. uzura. Um, okay, uh, but also some don't even use an egg, and mm. from there, what makes the eating of the EAK style different is in Japan, it's a, it's people who want to eat a lot eat, actually eat EAK, mm. so they always have a side of rice on this. I yeah, I was right? gonna ask that. It's, uh-huh. it's it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a I found a blog mm-hmm. and uh, it was an interview with the one with the EAK ramen chefs, mm-hmm. and he said, please order and. Um, Rice because it is so rich in taste that mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, you know your side dish mm-hmm. with white rice. Mm-hmm. So rice is the main, and on top of noodle, you need the mm-hmm. rice. Exactly, it's a lot of carbs <laughs> that you're packing on. But you know, from there, you got a side of rice. But they also give you diced onions in Japan, so okay. it gives it. You know, it kind of refreshes the taste, mm. uh, the thickness of the savory, the savoriness of the soup. Mm. So you throw in diced onions, and then it makes it a little more refreshing. But also at the same time, they use the nori from there with a the side rice. You dip the nori into the broth, ah. and then you take it out onto the rice, and then you make you know with the with your chopsticks, you kind of make a onigiri mm. and you eat it. And then at that very end, when you're left with the rice, 
and you're left with a little soup, you dump the rice into the soup, mm. and then it, you kind of finish it off like an ojia, mm. and then you use the whole, you maximize the whole experience. So that's uh, the secret of nori, square nori yeah. unfolding here. <laughs> I, I, I hope that's a secret. Uh, right. I hope that's the backstory, but it's, I just knew that Ieke always had nori, and that's how they eat it. Mm. So I don't that know totally. which came first. Then. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Right. Okay, so uh, we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about actual menu at Ieke Ramen in New York. So please stay with us. episode is brought to you by Worldwide Soba. Are you interested in making your own Japanese noodles or buying premium handmade Japanese noodles, including soba, udon, and ramen? Worldwide Soba is a Japanese restaurant consulting company specializing in Japanese noodles. Its services include teaching noodle and soup making, recipe development, staff training, and increasing restaurant and management efficiency. Worldwide Soba has provided consulting services to the Patina Restaurant Group, Samurai Papa, Brooklyn Ball Factory, and over 40 other restaurants. The next time you slurp a bowl of ramen, udon, or soba in New York, you may be enjoying noodles made by Worldwide Soba. They make them fresh each day and send them out to restaurants across the city. The founder and CEO of Worldwide Soba, Shuichi Kotani, also teaches classes to chefs as well as to the public, which are perfect for parties or corporate events. One of his most popular classes, Soba Making, is held every Sunday afternoon and a tasting is always included. Learn more about Worldwide Soba at worldwide soba.com. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Raposo. And I'm Ben Rosenblatt. And we are Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network. Our show is all about why and how we love. Tune in every Monday at 4 as we talk about endings, new beginnings in relationships, about couples who work together and love together, and what life teaches us about love. So support our show and all of Heritage Radio Network's programming. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on that beating heart to become a member today, and we will love you forever for it. See ya. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese Broadcasting Live from a Studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Tayama, and my guest today is Jimmy Matsushima, who is a managing partner at EAK Ramen New York, which opened in West Village in May.、Um, before we start、uh, our conversation, I have a quick announcement. We are running a summer membership drive right now. And this show is only possible thanks to member donations. Please join us to support our unique food radio and podcast programs at Heritage Radio Network. And you can sign up for a one time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org and click on the pounding heart on the homepage. And you can also find membership gifts as t shirts and drink cookies. So thank you so much. So,、um, so what kind of uh, uh, EAK ramen do you serve? Uh, you mentioned earlier zebra, but you have other interesting menu items. Exactly.、Um, so, we basically、um, have three different kinds of tare that we use right now,、uh, which is obviously in house secret, I guess, but、uh, it's shoyu based, soy sauce based,、uh, shio based, which is salt based, and miso based,、mm. uh, bean paste, obviously. Right. So, the original one is only soy based. Yes. So, shio and miso are the original. Exactly.、Um, so,、uh, what we came up with is that we have the shoyu, which is the EAK ramen.、Uh, the original one is shoyu based. 
Zebra, like I told you earlier, kind of got into that backstory about mm-hmm. why the name came up. But uh, it's a shio base, which is salt. And then we also have, you know, uh, the miso base, mm-hmm. which is, we call it the oh-so-hot. Okay. Uh, because it's spicy miso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and I also found uh, the vegan noodle. Yes. Which is, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when we came over here, uh, it was to the United States. It was something that I said that we really need to come up with because we have such a big vegan and vegetarian population over here that uh, some people are going to want to eat ramen mm-hmm. without having meat. Um, right. So our vegetarian ramen, in, which is offered based in L.A. and in New York, uh, is the Go Green ramen. And so it's basically uh, the soy milk uh, based and... Uh, we use vegetables only for the broth. Uh, but on the Go Green, the vegetarian one, we have an egg in there. So, you know, some people might not want it, some people want it. But the, uh, the, the vegan ramen that we serve over here, which is called the V Garden, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's almost like a ratatouille. Um, <laughs> and basically, it's all vegetables, mm-hmm. only vegetables. We use thin noodles because it goes better with the broth. And it's something that we completely made over here. We didn't ask Japan um, for their help, uh, the original uh, shops in Japan. We came over here, and basically, we need to sit down and do some R&D. And we came up with uh, vegetarian and vegan. Right. Awesome. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, I'm I'm not sure other people, but sometimes steakhouse Mm -hmm. could be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, really strong... Gutsy ramen mm-hmm. place, excuse me, to go in just by myself. So, like the vegan style mm-hmm. makes me feel like, oh, that's my, that could be my place. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, inviting to a lot of people, like women Ex- as well. Exactly. Um, it was, uh, that's where it kind of started up as well is that um, the conception of ramen shops is that it's kind of hard to go in as a female by yourself. And we wanted to make the place in the United States very clean. Mm. Very inviting, very welcoming, and as well as the menu being welcoming as well. So we, besides the vegan ramen, we also offer a lot of vegan dishes. Uh, we have the to- uh, uh, we have a homemade ginger gyoza, which is not vegan, mm. obviously, but um, because it has pork in it. But we uh, kind of collab- uh, elaborated from that and kind of dished off into making tofu gyoza. Mm. So it's completely vegan. Uh, we yeah. use vegetable oil only, and you know everything's. We use no eggs, no, n- nothing into the uh, the skin itself. Mm. Um, so it's it's we have we're vegan friendly actually. We have a superfood salad, which mm. is uh, baby spinach, kale, as well as hijiki uh, mm. seaweed in Japan. Right. Uh, so awesome! Yeah, it's, I think uh, we had a guest uh, a couple of weeks ago about the um, you know the vegan sushi, and I think all those vegetarian trend is becoming more mainstream mm-hmm. so I think that's a very uh, unique interesting concept okay so uh, by the way who are your customers uh, okay our basically basic uh, demographics of our customers are um, in Japan they're usually students because mm. they're the most hungriest <laughs> so that's why they have the rice bowl on the side right you know it's like you can eat it this way and that way but over here we have it cleaner but um, obviously uh we have a more sophisticated crowd, um, uh, early 20s up until actually into their 50s. Mm. And we have families coming in. 
We have uh, gentlemen coming in by themselves. We have uh, ladies coming in by themselves, mm -hmm. groups of ladies as well as groups of men. Um, so it's actually we're actually appealing to a very wide range of crowds right now, and it's actually very interesting to, for me to be at the shop, mm -hmm. watching people, talking to people, and how. Uh, welcoming they are for the mm. whole ramen scene. Uh, in the location, you have a great location, mm -hmm. right? It's like uh, gathers everybody, uh, young to old, to residents, to office workers. Exactly, yes. Right. yes. We were fortunate enough to find that location. Mm. So I think uh, it's been playing out really well. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's surrounded by other nice uh, restaurants and cafes. Mm -hmm. So people pass by like, oh, what is this? <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. Okay, and uh, so who's the chef, by the way? Uh, his name's Keisuke Ando. He mm. is one of the main soup makers for the original group in Japan. Uh, mm. And I definitely said that I need the best soup maker to come over here. Mm. And uh, so we flew him out here last uh, October. And since then, him and I have just been doing a lot of R&D every single day, <laughs> eating ramen every day, <laughs> checking the soup, making sure everybody can make the same one. Um, and yeah, so it's Keisuke Ando. He's our main chef. I, I don't think EAK would be around without him. Mm, interesting that, you know, I'm, I'm sure he, his mindset was Japanese market mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So did you come across any challenges? Yeah, we actually got into it, uh, arguments a lot because <laughs> uh, he has a conception of what EAK style in Japan is originally supposed to be like. Mm. And I'm asking him to do something completely different. You know, obviously, well, it's the same direction. But a little different, you know, and he had to adjust to what the U.S. needs were as mm. well as what I'm telling him to do. And uh, mm. it was we just went back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, this is too salty. I'm telling him it's too salty. He's like, no, this is perfect. It's still not even salty enough for Japan. I'm like, no, it's too salty. And mm. we just kept going back and forth. And But I think I took him around to a lot of different places, ramen shops, uh, U.S., uh, new American food. Uh, Italian, French, and we went around eating everything. And he, I think he finally understood what I meant by the U.S. is not as salty as Japan. Mm. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Because one time, you know, um, I think I had a conversation with Mr. Morimoto, Masaru mm -hmm. Morimoto, and he said, you have to make uh, miso soup a little saltier here. Because in Japan, people have rounds and rounds of sips, but here... You know, if you have the first sip not sold enough, people don't drink it. So there's like a other way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I'm he make, Mr. Morimoto makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, you have a small bowl of soup, miso mm. soup. Yeah, I, I I actually like my miso soup saltier. Ah, um, that's right. But if I'm looking at a big bowl of ramen, mm. and I, I'm thinking how. F that's a long journey to finish that bowl right. if it's too salty. Mm. So I. You know, it's. I think there there are a lot of views about what saltiness is. Um, we have a lot of uh, posters in our shop that I write little comments and ramen uh, knowledge. I, I write ramen 101, mm. and one of those uh, posters is it's not salty, it's savory. Mm. Um, so it's just because there's. I get a lot of opinions from customers that it's still salty, you know. Right. But Japanese people and they say it's not enough. Mm. Because I think Western cuisine tend to be more fat-based versus salt-based in Japan. So exactly. that really makes sense. Mm. Okay, so well, so you found the, the middle point. With, uh, exactly. Right, Keisuke. Right. Okay, and uh, so how do you predict the future of ramen in the U.S.? I think it's 
going to keep expanding. Um, it's going to jump out from, you know, obviously big cities like New York and L.A., uh, you know, other cities. We got Chicago, you know, we've, I actually am looking at uh, Memphis. Mm. Miami, Miami's a little hot, but still, you know, we got places like Portland that's blowing up right now, Seattle, um, you know, Texas, mm. Houston and Dallas. I mean, the ramen scene over there is just getting bigger and bigger. Right. So I think a lot of the uh, cultures... Uh, well, division, regional cultures in the United States are welcoming the mm. whole. I don't know if I don't really want to call it a trend, but it's it's exploding enough that people are taking interest in it mm. and they're giving it a chance. But why do you think it's、uh, becoming so popular? Um, I believe the I believe the American palate has been changing because we're so diversified here that you know it's. You're missing out if you're only sticking to your own country's food, you know.、Mm. Um, because there's Japantown everywhere, Chinatown, Koreatown, you know, you got little Italy everywhere, <laughs> you got little Bangkok, you know, you got Greece, you know,、uh, we got little Ethiopia in, our, in LA.、Mm. And basically, if you don't give it a try, I think you're missing out on the whole foods of the world.、Mm. And I think a lot of people are, are looking outside their boundaries and giving those. Different cultural foods a try.、Mm-hmm. And I think one of those things is that they thought that I believe ramen is such a comfort food as well as it's, it's fast food as well. It's quick, it's easy,、uh, but also at the same time, it's something that it's, they don't offer that taste, that complicated taste in the United States. So I think it's something that they're, they're just like, oh, what is this? Right. I mean, hamburger takes at McDonald's how many seconds, right?、Mm-hmm. But you'd spend 18 hours to make your、exactly. ramen. Exactly. Right.、Mm. And、uh, one thing I noticed that the beginning of this ramen boom,、mm-hmm. American chefs who are trained at fine dining restaurants really decided to open ramen shops.、Mm-hmm. So that may be something that, you know, culinary depths of、mm-hmm. ramen may、mm-hmm. be appealing. That's definitely、uh, a very good view of that because it's, it's definitely true. Like, like you just mentioned,、uh, our soup broth takes 18 hours.、Mm-hmm. The tare is something, it's a real, it's, <laughs> it's a chemistry. You know, you, you sit there and you, it's, there's so much that goes into that little amount of sauce、mm. that I, I don't think a lot of people will ever re- realize what goes into ramen.、Mm. Um, so I think that's why I think Italian and French chefs. Definitely took interest in it because it's so interesting and complicated, and there's so much depth to it, and so many different ways to make the same tare、mm. that I think、uh, it's, it's just fun to them.、Mm. Right. So, it's、uh, like you said, it's a fast food, comfort food, but just creative mind stimulator. So,、mm-hmm. that's Roman. Right. So,、uh, what's your plan for the future? Well,、um, our plan is to just keep on going, opening shops, shop after shop, just because we want to. Uh, spread what EAK is all about, and we actually want to、uh, educate the US population about what, how there's different regional ramens as、mm-hmm. well as what makes ours a little different.、Um, but also at the same time, we don't, we're not going to go down to try and make, you know, uh, uh, we're going to have like a central kitchen, everything's frozen. We, we don't want to do that. We want to make it regional.、Mm-hmm. So we want to、uh, adapt to each regional culture,、huh? but also n- introduce our real EAK, the classic EAK. But also add menus like vegan ramens, vegetarian ramens, or, you know, depending, depending on the region, I might add something else.、Uh, mm. I'm, I'm not even sure yet because、I've, I haven't decided on a region.、Right. But、uh, yeah, so we want to adapt, but also at the same time, 
uh, spread what EAK is all about mm. to the world. And the local pork and chicken. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay, great. So, good luck. Thank you. And、uh, thank you for joining us today, Dream. Thank you. Okay, so listeners, if you'd like to know more about EAK Ramen, please go to EAK、uh, Ramen. It's EAKRamen.com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, or suggestions for guests or topics of the show, please contact us at japanese at heritageradionetwork.org or kikokatema.com. And Japan Needs is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcasts. And today's show will Um, was made possible by Worldwide Soba, and our engineer is、uh, Bitro Harsh. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please, Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.